0: Hi everyone, I'm Pastor Eric,
1: and I'm Kelsey,
0: and we're here to welcome you back to another exciting episode of The Good News in Harry Potter. Today we're going to be talking about chapter four from the Chamber of Secrets, Flourish and Blots. So Kelsey, what did you like about this chapter?
1: Well, it's always really fun to see the characters go to Diagon Alley because it's really the one time that you're fully immersed in the wizarding world, not just Hogwarts. Um, But I was really sad in this chapter, especially when they went to Gringotts and you see the Weasleys empty their entire vault of very little money. And then Harry's going to his vault and he like feels like he has to hide how much money he has because he's feeling bad. I just felt sad for the Weasleys.
0: Yeah, and you know, based on how big those ults are, I don't think Harry did probably a very adequate job of hiding all his no. galleons and knuts no. uh, from view. Um, yeah, it was like, there was a lot of this chapter that showed a lot of hope, but I feel like a whole big chunk of it was focused on this idea of inequality throughout the wizarding world.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see the different reaction that the Weasleys and the Malfoys have to the Grangers of this idea of what is a good wizard and what's a disgrace to the wizarding world, um, specifically when it comes to muggles. Mr. Weasley is so excited to meet the Grangers. He wants to talk to them, take them out for a drink. hear all about it. Um, And Mr. Malfoy considers it disgraceful that they would even talk to those people.
0: I wonder uh, what an experience this has to be for Hermione's parents. I mean, do you get a visitor's pass at, at, uh, at the tavern as you walk in? Or, like, how, how do muggles get to Diagon Alley?
1: Right, and do they get, like, a, you know, detailed description of, like, this is what wizarding money is, this is how much you have to, of muggle money, you have to trade in to get this much wizarding money, like, this is what it's all worth.
0: Yeah, how, how, how do you get the exchange rates? I mean, do yeah. you really trust those goblins? Mm. No,
1: they're definitely taking you for every penny you have.
0: Uh, I think I, I there's part of me that wishes like we got the view of Hermione's parents in the first year going through Diagon Alley and trying to figure out this whole weird world around them because um, that must have been just completely mystifying and I feel impoverished for not seeing their point of view.
1: I agree. Their point of view would be incredible to hear
0: about but to the books that we were given uh it's really sad to see how this inequality plays out throughout this whole chapter even before they get to uh Diagon Alley I mean the first time I noticed it was when they went off to practice Quidditch beyond the borough and they all took turns riding Harry's broomstick because their brooms were so poor it says that Ron's was so slow, butterflies could outpace it, which is agonizingly slow.
1: Yeah, when you picture that, it's not not exciting to ride a broom that's going slower than a butterfly. Um, I would agree. Even before the Burrow, you saw it um, with Errol, the Weasley's owl. That Hermione even says, you know, when you answer me, maybe send a different owl, because I don't think this one will make it. Um, and it takes their owl forever to deliver postage back and forth because he's so beat up and old.
0: Yeah, this has had to affect their world so much, knowing that, you know, when they send a letter, it could be a week or more before it comes back. Um, you know, we're we're given that the ministry owls can show up in a place in yeah. moments later. And, you know, Weasleys are over here doing snail mail, like uh, carrying it be a horse
1: <laughs> yes like snail mail slower than muggles mail service which is why when mr. Weasley is asking about the postal service I think it's so funny because the muggle po- postal service probably is faster than Errol.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and the way that this affects so much of their life I mean uh, even when it comes to sports I mean when we think about uh, who our professional sport players are you know uh, in the major leagues, they often come from uh, uh, other countries like the Dominican Republic, uh, where all you need is a bat and an uh, ability to get better and practice your skill, but you know, we're given the sense that quidditch, you need your own skill and then, then some.
1: Yeah, it's you have to be skilled at riding a broomstick, of course, and that have that hand-eye coordination. And everything that's required to play Quidditch but if you have such a poor quality old broomstick that it can't go very fast you're not going to really excel
0: in the Quidditch world. Yeah it's almost kind of like I feel like the closest sport is like polo where you know you need some hand-eye coordination you need to be able to hit the balls and you need your own horse. Yeah. Which are not cheap.
1: No that is a good
0: And apparently broomsticks cost so much that Malfoy doesn't even own a racing broom yet.
1: Yeah, and that he also, we see that he thinks he might not make the Quidditch team, which I think is an interesting piece of kind of where Malfoy thinks there's inequality in the world, even though Malfoy is so well off and wealthy, it seems.
0: It makes me wonder if inequality is even like something that wizards think about. I mean, we have... Gilderoy Lockhart assigning his entire collection of books to every student at Hogwarts that's gotta cost a huge amount of money. Huge.
1: And I just can't imagine that Dumbledore approved that. I mean, let alone the fact that Dumbledore hired him, okay. But that he didn't see that as, you know, a little bit self-indulgent and self-promoting that Gilderoy said, oh yes, they need my entire collection of books.
0: And which makes me wonder if this is even on the radar of, uh, of wizarding society, if it's not even something that Dumbledore would think about, students not being able to afford all of these books. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have uh, Arthur Weasley. He is a department head in the Ministry of Magic, and he is barely making ends meet.
1: Yeah, at one point... Um... Draco Malfoy says to Ron, you know, your parents are probably not going to be able to eat for months to afford all of your school things, and he means this is a slight to Ron to make fun of him, but when he said that, I just felt sad because I thought, you know, he's probably not that far off considering they emptied their whole vault to buy these school supplies. Um, you would think that that would be something more in the forefront of Hogwarts administrators' minds, but it doesn't seem to be.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're given a huge um, cross-section of Wizarding Society that kind of matches up with ours a little bit. Um, You know, despite all these wonders that magic can bring, you can add additions to your own house at will, you know, you can have uh, magical pots and plants cleaning and scraping themselves and all that. And yet, there's still not enough to go around.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely you see the benefits, but that even with all this magic and benefits, there's still a lot to be wished for and needed in this world. And there's still a lot that you can feel you're falling behind.
0: And so uh, I I, I think the wisdoming world is similar to our world and also similar to first-century Palestine, which is the setting for our Gospels. Um, Our world is filled with those that have and those that have not. Those that, despite working hard and maintaining a job and trying to, you know, do their best for their families, just can't seem to get ahead. there was a study that came out last week that said only 30% of Americans would have uh, enough in their savings to last through three months of unemployment. That is not a lot of people, and I feel no. like as we watched the Weasleys empty their bulk, bulk they are right yeah. there with them.
1: Absolutely, they would not be able to survive without Arthur working every day, and that's very true of people today.
0: Yeah, and. These were the people that Jesus' message especially resonated with. Um, As we look at our stories of the Gospels, those who flocked to Jesus weren't of the wealthy or the powerful class or those that had a lot going well for them in their lives. It was all those that really had nothing, those that were living um, from meal to meal, trying to piece together... uh, a square plot for them and their families, and really the life around them was unfair, and they were struggling. These were the people that you know Jesus healed and cared for, um, and these are the people that the coming news of a kingdom of God has to feel quite extraordinary.
1: Yeah, and I think that in Harry Potter, we see that parallel um, through Ron and Hermione. I know that we have our fun kind of making fun of Ron at times, but I think he's a great representation of the fact that even with this inequality, these people are important. Um, these are the people that delivered Jesus' message um, that started off so with so much less than. So you have Ron who has so much less than in the very literal sense of money, and we have Hermione, who some would say was at a disadvantage because she is from this Muggle world and came into this Wizarding world without this whole history of growing up surrounded by this. Her parents don't know anything about the Muggle or the Wizarding world, um, and kind of Harry in that sense too. Um, so I really like that parallel that we see here with. three heroes of the story and the heroes of the gospel, if we were to call them heroes.
0: So people of God listening out there, Um, a, a common phrase that I use often that I've heard a million places is, the gospel does two things. It comforts the afflicted and it afflicts the comfortable. I urge you think about your own lives on what you've been blessed with and what you want more and think about the ways in which the coming kingdom is going to make this world a more just more equal more loving place and how can you see yourself playing a role in that coming kingdom think about what you have think about what you can give think about how Jesus is connecting with your heart this day and we'll see you next week